NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. It is a Thursday, July 28th. And folks, we have had more than what we can say grace over in the news department this week. So when we left Pocono Raceway, Denny Hamlin had taken the checkered flag. Kyle Busch had finished second. Chase Elliott had finished third. But about an hour and a half later, everything changed. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, not passing post-race inspection. Chase Elliott gets credit with his fourth race win of the 2022 season. 
We had Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain getting crossways with each other at Tad, I guess you could call it, there in Pocono in turn one. Ross going into the wall. Denny continuing on. Kurt Busch missing the race with concussion-like protocols in place. Ty Gibbs making his first cup start in the NASCAR Cup Series. What a race the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400 was. Of course, we've had it covered for you here this week on Motor Racing Network. And as we put that in the rearview mirror, we set our sights to Indianapolis. Lots of racing going on this weekend in Indy. Of course, at the big track, you've got the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, the NTT IndyCar Series, and then across town at the small track, they call it. Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. We've not been there in at least 11 years, and boy, we can't wait to get back there with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and the Arkham Menard Series. We'll give you the broadcast schedule coming up. It's going to be so good to get back to IRP, as we all call it. And that's a racetrack that over the years has always produced some unique moments, some memorable moments, some great races, some great passes, some great crashes. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything at IRP just seems to be magnified. The crowd turns out. It's an electric atmosphere. And that was the case back in 2003, August 2nd specifically, August 2nd, 2003. We figure we do a little something different here. We figure we go back into the archives. We figure we go back into the vault and pull out a feature that has been sitting there for years. It's never been heard before. And it spotlights a classic race between Brian Vickers and Shane Meal. Those were the days of the NASCAR Bush Series back then. And that night, under the lights at IRP, Brian Vickers and Shane Meal let us have it. They let the whole field have it. It was a memorable race. And what we've done is we've gone back, we sat down with Brian Vickers, we sat down with Shane Meal, and also Lance McGrew, Brian Vickers' crew chief from 2003. With our race calls intertwined, let's go back now to August 2nd, 2003, and a special installment of Behind the Wheel, Dan Hubbard takes us back through the 2003 Kroger 200. The Motor Racing Network presents Behind the Wheel. Craven pounds the wall, bounces off it, Kurt Busch right back in. I'll never forget, I used up every inch of racetrack, and I really thought I was going to hit the wall, but all I cared about was getting to the rear bumper of that 97 car. Classic races, historic finishes, memorable moments, and the stories behind them. Johnson around, Earnhardt around, sliding and slamming down on the inside lane, Brian I was so tormented because I had wrecked one of my best friends and my teammate, Jimmy Johnson. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag, and Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500 in his 20th try. To see his reaction at winning that race and everyone's reaction to him winning that race was still probably one of the coolest things I've experienced uh, in sports. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Dan Hubbard. Welcome to MRN Presents Behind the Wheel. On this episode, we'll look back at an exciting race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series on August 2nd, 2003. The location was Indianapolis Raceway Park, a short track that's just over a half mile in length, and it hosted the series from 1982 to 2011. There were a lot of great races at IRP over those years, but one of the most memorable happened in the Kroger 200 in 2003. The race produced an epic battle between Shane Meal and Brian Vickers for most of the 200-lap event. Both drivers were seeking their first win in the series. 
For Hendrick Motorsports driver Brian Vickers, that first win almost came the week prior at Pikes Peak International Raceway. Vickers crew chief Lance McGrew. We had a really, really good car, and I felt like that, that Brian had got a little impatient with some lap traffic and put himself in a bad spot, and we wound up wrecking. Further up the speedway in turn number four involving Larry Gunzelman, he went around, setting dead center in the speedway. Brian Vickers had nowhere to go. Vickers, of course, one of the uh, top four cars in this event. He and I, like, we sat down after that race, and we said, man, look, like, what are we going to do to make this thing better? Uh, and, you know, and he had some complaints, and I had some complaints, and we kind of hashed it out. Uh, like you're supposed to, you know, like crew chief and driver are supposed to be able to communicate. And and uh, and I felt like we just kind of had our game face right when we went to IRP that day. Although Brian Vickers was disappointed in the finish at Pikes Peak, the optimism was there to eventually break into victory lane. You know, I was kind of, I was, you know, finally in a position where the team was gelling. Lance and I were really communicating well. We were coming to the track with strong cars. We were making them better all weekend, even throughout the race. And that was an exciting feeling, you know, that that like, wow, like, you know, we can win these races. You know, I think that was kind of the feeling we walked away from, you know, from Pikes Peak and, and I also Texas. I remember I remember being really strong at Texas before that as well. Or maybe, I don't know if it was before or after. I, again, so long ago. But I remember I just remember that Pikes Peak being one of those races where I think we all left thinking, you know, kind of bummed. But we all left thinking we can we can win these. We can win these races. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Indianapolis Raceway Park, round 22 of the NASCAR Bush Series season, the Kroger 200. I'm Dave Moody alongside Dan Hubbard. Just six miles west of the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway lies the smaller, less glorious Indianapolis Raceway Park. Just like most short track events, contact is common and expected. But IRP was unique in giving drivers options while negotiating the half-mile track. Innovative motorsports driver Shane Meal. Being so racy and such a place to where you can run two wide, top, bottom, uh, middle, top, it kind of really just depends on where your car handles. You know, my car luckily that night handled good on the top. Brian Vickers remembers IRP being ahead of its time in design. You know, it was interesting. It was one of the first, like, really successfully, you know, I mean, at least for the bigger series anyway, um, you know, what we now call progressively banked racetracks where it had multiple grooves um, and, and just really put on great racing, um, you know, and at the time, no one really called it that. It was just, you know, it was just IRP and it was a great racetrack. And then years later, you know, NASCAR got into this whole thing about designing new tracks, a mile and a half tracks and big tracks and small tracks with progressive banking and they cut it into Bristol and they did, you know, but it but it was like, it was kind of known for that before it was even known for it. And, and I think that's one thing that made it really special along with, you know, its own history. Earlier that day, Shane Meal claimed the pole for the Kroger 200. 22.311, the time it took to get around the track here, 22 seconds to be exact. 110.69 miles per hour. Shane Meal starts off on the bud pole. Well, the guys built a car just like Dell Jr. had in 99, the year he won the championship. And... It was an older car, but it was a different style front clip that we had than different people wouldn't run. That was too old school. And uh, we built the car and run fast and went and tested it at Greenville Pickens. And 
ends up being super quick. A great crowd on hand at IRP tonight. They are all on their feet as they hit the stripe. The green flag is out. Shane Meal gets a terrific jump into turn one. Shane Meal led the first 107 laps of the race until Brian Vickers took the lead just past halfway. Shane Meal able to keep that momentum up in the outside lane, letting that car ride free. Lap traffic dead ahead, and there it is. Down low, Vickers pins Meal behind the lap car of Dana White, and we've got a new leader. It could turn down under the middle better than I could. Um, I was better on exit, and I could make my straightaway longer, but just the way he could turn down in the corner earlier, he could pick up the gas earlier than I could, but I could get back to wide open earlier than he could. It's one of those things to where uh, I knew if I didn't keep him pinched down, he was going to beat me bad. Vickers says dealing with lap traffic was key in taking the lead from Meal. I like the high line. I was always known to go quick to the high line, but I wasn't really stuck to it. You know, there's there's guys that are always bottom huggers and there's guys that are always up top. And I really, I was always very comfortable running high or low. I think what I really tried to focus on was finding a car that I wouldn't be stuck in one groove or the other. Because I think that's, I think ultimately that's, you know, unless you're really, really fast, you sit on the pole and you just, you just dominate. Um, at some point in the race or another, particularly IRP, particularly because lap cars, some lap cars went to the bottom, some lap cars went to the top. You had to be versatile, and I think that's what paid off for us. There's a new look up front, and it is Brian Vickers in the GMAC Chevrolet. If I remember correctly, I felt like he was he was really stuck to one groove, and we were we were able to move around a little bit more through traffic and different stuff, and I could run high or run low. And that was something that I focused on at IRP and something I focused on my whole career. With 66 laps to go, Shane Meal reclaimed the top spot from Brian Vickers, and the two raced side-by-side inches apart for the next 40 laps. The packed grandstands at Indianapolis Raceway Park are seeing a classic tonight. Shane Meal, Brian Vickers, Scott Wimmer, Jason Keller, all in the hunt for the win. Vickers has done everything but climb inside Shane Meal's car and drive it for him. He's right there again on the back chute. Well, it's something that you dream about. I was in a totally unfunded, unsponsored race team, and we were competing door-to-door with Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, that made it really cool. And then just the simple fact of being door-to-door racing over lap after lap, and never touching each other. We didn't put a we didn't put a tire mark on each other for the whole race. It's something I've never done. I've never raced that long with someone door to door. Shane Meal wearing Vickers like a tattoo on the back bumper right now. Every corner, every lap, Brian Vickers pounding the inside. He is there again. Meal goes high. Vickers puts the nose in front as they hit the back chute. Nose to nose down the back straight away. Wow, what power Shane Meal has. Dives into the corner again. Brian Vickers' front brakes just glowing red as he tries to outline him in the corner. It was just a special time, you know, and, and Shane was a really talented driver. Him and I had a lot of battles over the years. There were a lot of times I wanted to wring his neck for all the right reasons because he was a tough competitor. I mean, he... You know, look, I mean, him and I both raced each other really, really hard. We we rubbed fenders, we rubbed bumpers, but we never crossed the line. And I think that was what really made it a special event. That's what people still talk about that race is, is the battle, how intense that battle was and how long it lasted without either one of us crossing that line and just flat wrecking the other. I mean, we, we didn't cut each other a break, an inch, even a half an inch, but we, but we, but we raced each other respectfully um, as hard as you possibly could for a really long time. And I think that, you know, says a lot about him and, and hopefully me as well. And, 
And and that was a precedent I set for my career was that, you know, if you race me clean and hard, I'll do the same to you. And if and if you cross the line, then I'm happy to cross it back. But, you know, I'm not going to be the one to cross it first. And, um, you know, Shane and I went on to have a lot of great races. That was one of the best ones I ever had with him. Vickers crew chief, Lance McGrew. It was kind of one of those races that always that just as many races as I've been part of, it's just always stuck in my head because it's like standing on top and you know we're small little pit boxes and stuff you know i i remember standing on top of the pit box and just getting lost in the race as far as watching it you know there's lots of times when you're you know you're you know, 40 50 laps will go by in one of those races and you're figuring fuel mileage or you're figuring when you're going to pit or you're looking at strategy for like race history when the cautions come out or you know looking at your notes from the past or uh, or trying to decide what I'm going to change on the next time we come down pit road. But that was just one of those races where I just stood on top of the pit box and made small circles and, like, watched every lap because it was just, it was so entertaining. Grandstands look like an aerobics class tonight. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down as the battle continues for the lead. It's Vickers on the inside, Mio on the outside, inches apart, or are they as they lean on each other out of turn number two? Brian Vickers finally took the lead with 20 laps to go and never looked back as he claimed his first career NASCAR victory. It was also the first win for team owner, Ricky Hendrick. Brian Vickers is a half a lap away into turn number three. They will talk about this win and this race for a long time to come. In his 47th career Bush Series start, 19-year-old Brian Vickers wins the Kroger 200. Let's just say the party was not small and didn't last one night. <laughs> we went about as big as you could go from the, the moment the checkered flag fell uh, all the way until all the way until the next day and maybe the day after, maybe the day after that. I can't remember it all. It all kind of blended together. But um, at the time, we were we were living together in Charlotte. And so we had a nice little house party and it was fun. And we had a great time. And, you know, but, but <clears throat> you know, after a few days, it was back to work. Um, I mean, Ricky was was very binary and very, um, very good in that way, which was, you know, work, work hard, play hard. And, um, you know, we earned the right to play hard and he, he, he made it pretty fun uh, experience for for the whole team but but come you know midweek it was time to focus on the next race Brian Vickers would go on to win two more races in 2003 and the NASCAR Xfinity Championship later that same year and the championship point battle Brian Vickers is going to be the 2003 NASCAR Bush Series champion let's go to his pit it is pandemonium down here as the celebration is on Lance McGrew is being hugged by everybody up and down pit road you know, do I think that Indianapolis was a turning point for us in a big moment? Absolutely. You know, we got past that that threshold of we can win to we are winning, and that's a big step. But where we won the championship was was not learning how to win. It was learning how to manage bad days. Um, it was learning how to have a bad practice and recover from it, have a bad qualifying and recover from it, um, you know, have a wreck in practice and recover from it, which is what happened at Homestead. You know, it's not, you don't win championships winning every race. You win championships making, you know, your worst days a 15th place finish instead of a 25th place finish or a 30th place finish. And that's, and I think that as a team, by the middle of the year, we were doing that as good or better than anyone. And it was a lot more than just winning races the winning the winning matters and and, it, and it, i think if anything it just builds confidence um and creates the ability to do all the things i just described but winning a championship 
is is more about minimizing the bad days um, than it is you know winning in my opinion. Thanks for joining us for this week's MRN Presents Behind the Wheel. Until next time, I'm Dan Hubbard. Have a great week. What a memorable night that was. August 2nd, 2003, going back and retracing the twists and the turns of the Kroger 200 at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Kudos to Dan Hubbard, who voiced that. And at the time, Rich Colbreth, the producer of that piece behind the wheel of that Kroger 200. In case you cared to know, Brian Vickers got the win. Jason Keller ended up finishing in second. You had Stacey Compton, Shane Meal, Scott Riggs, the top five, six through ten. And here are some names from days gone by, folks. David Green, Mike Skinner, Ron Hornaday Jr., Paul Menard, and Mike Bliss. Now, let's turn our sights to the Brickyard. Second time the Cup Series will race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. And producer Trey is here with a look at the odds. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Trey, what do you have for us this week? Well, Mike, we're headed to another road course. And I mentioned that these road course odds were a little wonky throughout the season. But I think Vegas has kind of course corrected as we enter into the Indy road course this weekend. Chase Elliott, he's still the favorite. He's still considered by many as the best road course racer in NASCAR. He's at plus 450. I'm interested, though. He led some laps and uh, finished in the top five last year, but he says he considers this his worst road course on the schedule. So it'll be interesting to see if he can back up those odds. Kyle Larson right behind him at plus 650. But this is where Vegas' course corrected. Team Trackhouse. Great road course racing all season long. They've won two road course races at Coda with Ross Chastain and then at Sonoma with Daniel Suarez, and they are right behind Elliott and Larson. Chastain is plus 800, and Suarez is at plus 1,200. But my pick for this weekend is going to be someone who was involved last year in a big way. Denny Hamlin was not happy with one Chase Briscoe after that race, who was racing for then what would have been his first career Cup Series victory and a spot in the playoffs. Briscoe now this year, he's won his first career race back at Phoenix, but right now he is tied with Kurt Busch as the lowest in points that have a win this season. So should we get 17 winners, he could be in danger of missing the playoffs. Briscoe, I think, gets it done. We know how much Indy means to him. Stuart Haas has been up and down this season, but they've shown speed on road courses. I think Chase Briscoe goes to victory lane and what would be a very popular win this weekend. He's at plus 1,400, so Vegas likes Briscoe as well this weekend. Looking at long shots, I just mentioned that Stuart Haas Racing has shown speed at road courses, specifically Kevin Harvick in the past couple. Kevin Harvick, at this point, he basically needs to win to get into the playoffs and continue a very long streak of making the playoffs for that four team. He is at plus 3,300. And then another driver you have to watch out for is a guy who's been a factor in the past two road course races as well, Chris Busher of RFK Racing. He is at plus 2,800. Those are guys to look out for. They could upset the playoff field, but I think Briscoe fully secures his spot and gets his second win of the season this weekend at Indy. Wow, producer Trey putting him up there on the dash there, going in the person of Chase Briscoe to win the Verizon 200. Our friends at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network will have the call of the Cup race and the NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Motor Racing Network, we will have the coverage of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoff opener and also the Arca Menard Series from Lucas Oil Raceway Park. Our coverage for the Arca Cars Friday night, 6 p.m. That is when it will begin there. And we'll go right into NASCAR Camping World Truck Series coverage, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday night. 
Appreciate the download, and we appreciate you checking us out for the rest of the MRN crew. I'm Mike Bagley. We will congregate here again next week as we get set to make a run into the Irish Hills of Michigan. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 